The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with your host, Ty Maynard. We're the starting point for sales professionals and business owners who want to gain more clients, score higher margins, and not be left behind in sales and business. Now, here's Ty Maynard. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and I'm really excited about our show this evening. The title of the show was See You at the Top. And the reason it was titled that is because we have the honor and the pleasure of having a dynamic leader with me tonight as a guest. His name is Pete Peterson. And Pete is the Senior Vice President of U.S. Sales for an awesome organization by the name of Tech Data Corporation. And basically, Pete leads the Tech Data's inside and national field sales team, providing tens of thousands of U.S. resellers with expert support and a wide range of IT products and services. He also oversees the company's extensive government, technical, and integration services organizations, with offer, which offers customers an array of value-added support that can leverage, help them grow their businesses and streamline operations. And Pete has held n- numerous leadership positions at Tech Data. And Pete, I uh, looked at your your biography on LinkedIn, and it's exhaustive, man, and very impressive. And uh, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Ty. I appreciate the opportunity, and certainly. Appreciate the opportunity to participate on your show, so I'm looking forward to it. Oh, excellent, excellent. And our show is about helping sales professionals, business professionals grow to the next level, especially in 2013 and beyond. And what we're going to be talking about, audience, today is how to be more successful in the sales arena, how to be more successful in attracting top-level organizations like a tech data, how to get to a top executive like a Pete Peterson. What do you say to them, and what are the things that they're looking at in order to be willing to partner with you and have a a strong uh, customer-sales relationship? So, Pete, uh, what I like to do is a lot of times when people hear that title, you know, wow, Senior Vice President U.S. Sales, they don't even have a clue sometimes what it takes to get to that level. So I like to start by just kind of understanding your history and how you even got started in sales. Yeah, I, I first of all, I've been extremely blessed and, and fortunate to, to have some great opportunities and and uh, and a lot of great mentors over my career. But yeah, I've been in my current organization about sixteen and a half years, and yeah, I like to say I think I've been selling literally all my life, and that's everything from as a child to uh, to some of the things I did uh, early in my career. But you know, I've done I've I've done a lot of things at Tech Data. You know, I started out uh, really 
in a sales planning function where I was mm-hmm. supporting uh, the uh, the position I actually uh, am sitting in right now, ironically. So I was supporting our SVP of sales and you know, really kind of his uh, right uh, right hand person, you know, for all of what I call the the uh, non-customer facing activities that are required to, to be successful in sales. So contracts and proposals and managing comp plans. And I really think that position kind of uh, set me up for success. But yeah, I've been in some sales or marketing leadership role now for about 16 years. Uh, I've managed teams as small as uh, 25 and, you know, my current team is approximately 700 folks in, in three, three countries. And so, uh, been very fortunate, as I said, and, uh, and certainly, um, you know, I've been doing this for uh, for quite some time, and I've had a little success at it as well. Okay, and humble as well, a little success. Okay, uh, you know, sixteen and a half years—that for some may seem like a lifetime. Do you remember what Tech Data's annual revenue was when you started with them? Yeah, it was just uh, just under. I think we just eclipsed the uh, the ten billion dollar mark when I joined the company. So. Right around that time, I think we had just finished an acquisition, as I recall, over in Europe that uh, kind of put us in that uh, 10, uh, 10, 11 billion dollar threshold. And, and I've been fortunate enough to see us, uh, you know, literally, you know, go from, uh, you know, I guess we we're in the Fortune 200 or so range at the time to the last three years we've been Fortune 109 in our revenues last year, our most fiscal year that we've reported. We just finished our recent fiscal year on January 31st. So, the numbers I'm referring to are Jan 31st a year ago, because we haven't reported yet. But uh, we eclipsed 26 billion dollars in revenue, so I've been there for a uh, a significant portion of our uh, of our revenue run. That's amazing. You know, I was working with uh, a major corporation in 1990, and I think one of our distributors was pursuing tech data. And when I was looking at the research, I think in 1986 they did like something like 36 million. Yeah, that's about <laughs> and, right. <laughs> yeah, and 36 million. Then from 1986 to 95, they went to 2.4 billion. Wow. And I mean, that's. Where you are now is amazing, and that doesn't just happen by luck. So what do you contribute uh, to the success of tech data as far as growing the way they have and, and, yeah. and, and, and really with fierce competition? Yeah, you know, I would say it's, you know, it's a couple of things. I think first and foremost is you know, supreme focus on our customers. And we, uh, we have approximately 50,000 customers in the U.S. and, and about 100,000 globally. So, you know, if you, uh, do the math, there's a lot of transactions that make up that $26 billion. And, you know, it's not just a sales organization, but certainly I think it starts with the sales organization, but it really permeates through, throughout our entire organization around, you know, superior focus on our customers. Secondly, I think, uh, you know, without a doubt, we execute. So, you know, we have uh, been, uh, you know, known to, to to literally figure out, you know, how to make it happen once we get behind a strategy internally at Tech Data. You know, we uh, we execute, and it's really a part of our DNA, you know, not just, again, in our sales organization, but in our operations groups and marketing teams and finance teams. So, you know, I think ultimately those are the two major drivers of success and. You know, we've been obviously at the right place at, at the right time in, money, in many regards, but we've taken advantage of some great relationships with some strategic vendor partners, 
you know, the household names that you're that, that you're, you're you're well aware of, the IBMs, the, the Dells, the Microsofts, the VMware, and Symantec's and and Cisco's of the world, but but also through some strong customer relationships as well. So, you know, I think we've uh, we've ta- we've provided value and continue to do that on a day in and day out basis. But it's because of that focus on, on our customers that make us uh, unique and certainly is a differentiation for us as a company. Okay, and and I, I'm glad you brought up customers. Uh, because that is the lifeblood of any organization. And without customers, we have no reason for existing, existing or being. Uh, you know me. Uh, you're getting to know me, Pete. I do a lot of homework. <laughs> I do a lot of studying. <laughs> and I, I saw a video. I think you did a, it may have been a few months ago, but it was some new product. It was you and another VP from uh, Tech Data. And in this video, you were requesting, you genuinely wanted feedback from your customers. A lot of people don't, a lot of companies don't really want feedback. They don't want to know if they dropped the ball or if there's something they could do better. Tell us about that, that ability or that desire to really want to hear from the customer. If you did oh. great, you want to know about it, but guess what? If we drop the ball, you want to know also. Can you talk about that? Oh, absolutely, Ty. I mean, that's a passion of mine is, is uh, our customer experience and 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 uh, and certainly how we can improve it. You know, we we adopted a, a process a few years ago, um, you know, called Net Promoter Score. So, you know, it's a a great feedback uh, mechanism to uh, to get feedback from your customers, you know, on how well you're doing. And you know, to your point, you know, I want to hear it all. I want to hear the good. I want to hear the bad and, and and everything in between. And and the keto to that success is what you do after you get that information. So, you know, we uh, we send out surveys to. Uh, uh, literally all of our customers in on a quarterly basis, and we usually get somewhere in the neighborhood of about you know a couple of thousand responses, which is a uh, pretty good from a statist- statistical standpoint. And you know I make it uh, you know my uh, my priority to you know reach out to those that have had a challenge. And in fact, I, we just launched our our Q4 uh, survey uh, about three weeks ago, and the team that uh, does that uh, internally at Tech Data has already started to feed me information and. You know, I reached out to a customer literally as I was in the uh, airport at uh, LaGuardia uh, last night getting ready to catch a flight back to Tampa, sent out an email to, to follow up on something that uh, was a little disturbing in our most recent survey from one customer. So, you know, I think it's a, a religion, you know, at Tech Data, you know, around improving the customer experience. So there's some statistical information that we use, but, you know, it's certainly not a replacement for getting feedback. So, you know, I host or co-host or certainly participate in several, you know, we call partner conferences or customer conferences a year, and uh, that's a great way to get face-to-face feedback as well. And uh, and like I said, it's uh, it's good to get the information, but what you do with it and how you react and respond and ultimately how you correct and, and improve is, is ultimately how you'll be judged. So you know, I think that uh, culture certainly is, uh, is is prevalent at Tech Data and and it's certainly something that we've, like I said, we've adopted as a company, and and uh, it's hard to talk to at least a, 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 you know, a, one of my colleagues in the U.S. and and uh, and the word customer experience doesn't, doesn't come up in that conversation. Okay, very good, very good. You know, in another video, I, I've heard you mention also relative to being a uh, being that proponent for the customer. You mentioned the term uh, trusted business advisor. Yeah, you have done your homework, Ty. So uh, 
I, uh, I, we often use that, but you, you think about it, where we sit in the, in the, uh, what I call the IT ecosystem. So, you know, we're in the middle, you know, so there, uh, we represent about 400 or so vendors, and I rattled off the names of a couple of them, but I mean, literally everything from software to servers to stores to PCs, you know, desktops, um, printers, you know, TVs, I mean, anything that's kind of IT and used in an IT environment. Uh, we uh, we represent those vendors, and uh, and ultimately, you know, we are trusted advisors, if you will, to our thousands of customers that we sell to. So, you know, I've got a team of uh, technical support folks that literally are on the front end of that sales cycle. You know, uh, working with our customers, you know, doing the configurations, uh, you know, certainly doing the schematics on on, uh, on trying to provide a solution. And and uh, I tell you, you know, all too often, sometimes we we get caught up in our own world around, you know, basically moving boxes and moving inventory. But at the end of the day, we literally touch every you know industry and every market in the world, everything from healthcare to government to public sector to you know SMB customers and many that you probably drive by every day in your your normal uh, you know normal walk of life and and certainly uh, a lot of the large corporate uh, corporate uh, accounts in the world are, are certainly buying products through our customers so you know we're we're the trusted advisors of of our customers and and ultimately our customers are literally the trusted advisors of, of many businesses across the uh, the US and across the world today Okay, excellent. Very good. Very good. And, you know, I also was interested in the fact that you were talking about the trusted business advisor, and we have a minute before we go to our break. But as a a trusted business advisor, does that mean you always tell the customer what they want to hear? (laughs) Absolutely not. I think ultimately you tell the customer, first and foremost, the truth. And and uh, and and sometimes that's good news, you know. Depends on how you look at it, and sometimes it's, it's uh, not so good news because I think at the end of the day, you know, they'll build trust and, and confidence in your ability to help them. So, you know, my, you know, I've been pretty pretty open with my team, you know, around you know our interactions with our customers. But first and foremost, you've got to you've got to tell them the truth and, and ultimately how you can help them. And sometimes, you know, we in particular in our business, it's around providing value. And uh, we're not always going to be the cheapest, uh, you know, uh, entity out there, you know. But at the end of the day, we think we're going to be the best, uh, you know, supplier and partner that they can have to uh, to, to go to market. So I mean, you have to literally defend yourself and defend your value on a day in and day out basis with your customer. Excellent. That's 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 good information, Pete, and I appreciate that. And we're going to go ahead and take a, a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, basically some of the key characteristics you feel is necessary to be successful as a sales and business professional today. So right now it's time for us to take a short break. This is Ty Maynard, and you're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard on the Voice America Business Channel. And my guest today is Pete Peterson. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Tune in for What About Wealth every week to learn the vital answers to your questions about creating wealth, investing it, donating it, and protecting it. Your hosts are Rich Bloomfield and Rick Durfee, who explain the principles that govern wealth in terms you can understand. 
Building and preserving positive wealth requires correct action, but few people know how wealth really works. Listen every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and find the answers you need about wealth. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and my guest today is Pete Peterson, Senior Vice President of Sales with Tech Data Corporation. Our phone number for the show is 866-472-5790. Again, that's 866-472-5790, and you're welcome to call in with any comments or questions. And before the break, uh, Pete, we were discussing basically being a trusted business advisor. And I know that's one of the key components to being successful and maintaining your customer base. I'd like for you to share with us uh, what you see as some other key characteristics to being successful as a sales or business professional today. Yeah, I I think, you know, it starts with knowing your customer. I mean, clearly, I I think that's uh, that's important regardless what industry you're in and and, uh, how many customers and how large or how small. At the end of the day, you've got to understand their their business. And and by doing so, Ty, I think it gives you kind of a competitive advantage in terms of how to help, you know, how to... uh, how to uh, customize uh, whatever solution you're offering, or or how to customize your support. So, you know, clearly a better understanding of your customer is a good foundation. You know, second, without a shadow of a doubt, it's all about follow up in our business. You know, if you say you're going to do something and you kind of give a timeline or expectation around, you know, doing that, you got to make sure that you uh, you follow up. And 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 then last but but not least, you know, pretty big on this because of where you know again we're our business model, but it's all about execution. So, you know, you're not going to be a hundred percent perfect, you know, in terms of uh, supporting your customers. That things are going to happen, but you've got to clearly get out in front of it from a communications perspective, and then ultimately, like I said, make sure that your customer understands that whatever the challenge may be, that uh, you're going to make it right and fix it or address it. So, I mean, those are you know kind of three things I would say that. You know, we we keenly focus on, and certainly my sales team at uh, at Tech Data focuses on. But those things have have, uh, have proven uh, pretty uh, successful for me o- over my career. 
And you know, you, you made a, a key point of knowing your customer. I found in, in too many instances, especially someone who's been in an uh, industry for a while, they think they know everything a customer is going to say before they even meet with the customer. They've already prearranged in their mind what I'm going to sell them, what I'm going to talk to them about, and darn it, they're going to like it. And, and, and even though a customer may be in the same industry as some of your other customers, their needs may be different. So you need to really find out from their perspective what they're, they're dealing with. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's probably one of the biggest, biggest challenges of, in our profession and as sales, sales, salespeople is, you know, around listening skills, Di. And, and, and all too often, you know, we like to jump to conclusions or, or to your point, you know, assume. And uh, and we miss out on opportunities. So you know, I, I I coach my team a lot, you know, around listening. And and if you listen, and, and more times than not, the customer will give you the answer, you know. And so you know you have to kind of you know make sure that you you do a great job of uh, of listening and and uh, and obviously probing and asking the right questions. But sometimes just uh, you know silence is uh, sometimes could be your could be your strength. So just listen and, uh, and let the customer talk to you and tell you about some of the things that are going on with their business and some of the challenges that they, that they may be experiencing. That's an excellent point uh, because I, in many of my workshops, I talk about contrary to popular belief, the, the best sales professionals aren't the ones who so-called have the gift of gab, who talk long and talk often. Really and truly, the best sales professionals are, ones, are the ones who ask up front a lot of probing questions to really understand from the customer's perspective what they're doing now, what's important to them, why it's important, what would the impact be if they aren't able to accomplish that. Uh, And then ask the questions, but then on the other side of that coin, listen. But I also talk about instead of just listening, a lot of us ask the question and we're like, okay, I asked that question. So now I'm and and the customer's talking to us, but we're thinking about the next question we're going to ask instead of actually listening to their response to fully understand what's going on in their environment. So I kind of came up with um, a little poem. I know you didn't know I had it in me, but I I, I came up with a poem. And the poem is kind of simple. It goes like this. In order to sell John Smith what John Smith buys, we must first see John Smith from John Smith's eyes. Not the last customer, not the customer we're going to have this, but from their perspective. What do you think? That is so true. I mean, that is, I think, I didn't realize you had it in you, Ty, but that is so true. And certainly words to, uh, to live by. And, uh, I think that's something that, uh, you know, I can take away from this call, actually. And, and certainly something I'm quite sure listeners can take away as well. Very good. Very good. Now, I know. Every, the goal of every organization is to, to grow their customer base. Well, first of all, we want to we shut the door behind the ones that we have. We want to retain them. But we also we need to grow our current customer base in today's competitive arena. What are your thoughts about that? How do you do that? How do you pursue, keep the ones you have, plus take them, let's say, let's be honest, take them from somebody else? Yeah. No, that's a good question. I mean, in, you know, in, in our industry, it's probably as competitive as, it, as it's ever been, in the, at least in the 16 and a half years I've been been at our company, and uh, and so that that requires a a uh, supreme focus, you know, like I said, on your customers, but mm-hmm. also I think you've got a partner. I mean, 
you know, you know, that's why net promoter score for us is so important. So, you know, it's just like, you know, the old adage used to be that, you know, anytime you, you know, a customer had a bad experience, they would, you know, tell, you know, 10 people, you know, that uh, they had a bad experience with, you know, some someone that they did business with. But, you know, that was pre-internet. You know, nowadays, you know, if, if someone has a bad experience, literally it can go viral and they can tell 10,000 people with all of the different social media, you know, uh, outlets that are out there today. So, you know, it, and, and, it works, and it works the other direction as well. When they have a positive experience, I mean, they can, you know, your, your current customer can be an evangelist for, for you and, and your organization, you know, around uh, some of the things that, uh, that they uh, enjoy with that relationship. So, so one, making sure you take, take care of the customers. You know, two, you know, your suppliers are an excellent uh, source for, for new customers. You know, we mm-hmm. uh, we get a lot of leads from from uh, from our vendors. You know, in terms of you know up and coming uh, customers that are growing or or just hitting the radar or maybe making investments in their business from a technical uh, you know perspective and and resource perspective. So, I mean, that's a a great uh, great source you know for us. And and then the other is just basic blocking and tackling. You know, making sure you do everything to maniacally follow up. You know, and execute and uh, and retain those customers. You know, it's it's uh, it's tough to lose them, and and it usually costs you a lot more to go get a customer back once you've lost them, because either you've got to do something, you you've got to do something compelling. You know, whether that be you know from an operational you know perspective, or certainly from a pricing perspective, to go back in uh, and win that mind share again. So it is a lot easier, like I said, to retain them than it is to go back and uh, and get them to uh, to come back to the fold. Right, yeah, it, it is. Uh, I agree with you. It's, it's it's less expensive also to get more business from a company you've already been doing business with than to go out and find a new customer. And the cost of sale is tremendously higher. And uh, and the follow up. I've heard you mention follow up a couple of times. That's critical, and that's the that's the element most people uh, fail at the most. The follow up, and that's the key. That's like putting the period on the sentence. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Now I wanna I wanna talk a little bit before our next break. We have a few minutes, so we'll get started. But I work with a lot of salespeople every year, uh, thousands of them, and I like to hear from your perspective as an executive because, as you mentioned, you have seven hundred plus uh, that you. Are responsible for, and I'm sure, I'm sure you have quite a few calling on you on a regular basis. What are some of the characteristics uh, that are necessary, or that are important to actually get the attention of a busy executive like you? You know, it, it's tough, and and and, and it's a, a great question because. You know, you're right. At at certain times, I, I'm extremely busy, and you know my schedule, Todd, because yeah. you know we've interfaced quite a bit, and and I'm on the road a lot. But you know, I, I don't know what it is, but it's usually if they come to me and sincerely, you know, not you know what I call in sales mode, but in a sincere fashion around what they think they can do to help me, and then ultimately solicit you know my help and support. You know, in helping them, you know, I, I tend to to, uh, to to be a little bit more, you know, compassionate, if you will, you know, around folks that approach me in that way. And then, you know, the the other elements are, 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 you know, I hate to sound like a broken record here, but you know, making sure that they follow up, you know. And I've opened many a doors, you know, uh, for uh, for. 
for folks that are either selling stuff uh, internally at uh, at my company, you know, because you know I, I get I, I, I don't know exactly how many, but I would say I probably get about fifteen to twenty you know emails a week for you know solic- someone soliciting something from me, you know, one mm-hmm. to sell me marketing research, sell me some CRM packets, you know, sell me you know some IT service and. You know, a lot of times the requests are kind of focused around my IT team, and you know, it just depends on how they worded the the communications to me, or how they left the the message with me, you know, or how they connected with me when when they've asked to to, to connect via LinkedIn or whatever is would typically dictate, you know, my level of support for them, you know. And so, you know, I, I, I tell folks, you know, at least the ones I usually follow up with is that I'm in the same profession that you're in. And and at the end of the day, if, if someone doesn't pick up the phone or answer your message or answer your email, you're, you're not going to be successful. And and uh, so I try to do the same thing, you know, as a customer, as, uh, as ultimately how I uh, I treat my customers and basically, you know, making sure that I follow up and, and I'm looking for someone that's going to do the same thing relative to supporting our business as well. Okay. Now, but you're gone a lot. I mean, really, <laughs> you and, and you know, I, I'm busy also. We're, uh, there have been the times where we tried to schedule an appointment to talk, but we're both gone. So... You get the e- you get the email, you get the voicemail, but because of your schedule, you may not be able to respond quickly. Uh, what percentage do you say follow up with you again and again and again? I mean, <laughs> not, you know, it's funny not not as many as you would think, you know. So you know, some are fairly persistent, you know, and and uh, and and, and, and professionally persistent. I mean, there's a difference between just being persistent and and what I call professionally persistent, and and uh, but a lot of them they drop that you know email request or that phone mail request and and uh and uh, and you never hear from them I, I think the ones that and i've had this happen quite a bit and i'm quite sure you've had it happen you know time in your career but those ones that you know kind of send you something that kind of stands out you know i've i've heard oh you've heard all the stories where you know you know i've gotten the golf club cover in the mail and <laughs> you know call me if you want the driver that goes with it or you know i've got some little helicopter or whatever or something that kind of at least makes me think about what they're uh, you know about them and uh, whatever and it may you know like i say it may trigger at least a, a, a an interest to call back just to figure out what's on the other end of that of of that uh, that uh, package that ended up on my desk so there's some creative ways to get your foot in the door but i, I tell you once you get your foot in there you know it's all about the the execution and follow up piece that's going to make you successful you know, you brought up an excellent point because in my book, Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something, I talked about being willing to take a risk. And I think sometimes the greatest risk is doing nothing. Mm-hmm. But that that was a story that I shared where I, I teach my, my uh, students to try to identify coaches, someone mm-hmm. who has insight into that organization or into the individual that they're pursuing in that organization. And in this one particular case, the, uh, the guy, uh, he found a coach and the, the target was a CEO. He found out that the CEO enjoyed running, was an avid runner, and he uh, also identified his shoe size. And basically what he did was he went out, Pete, and bought a nice pair of running shoes and then he mailed to the CEO one shoe (laughs) with with no return address Uh and then the the CEO got the shoe and was excited he ran out to the system well where's the other shoe she said well that's all that came and it did not have 
a return address. So four days later, the rep, he called for the CEO and the gatekeeper said, well, may I tell him who's calling? And, and he said, yes, please tell him the man with the other shoe is on the phone. <laughs> and and I, I don't have to tell you, he, he, he got to speak to the CEO and he said to the CEO, yes, sir, I did send you the shoe. And I would appreciate the opportunity to bring you the other shoe. All I ask is a 15-minute appointment to determine where you want to take your company and how, if we can help you get there. And within a short period of time, he established a relationship and ultimately got some business. So it's, it's exactly what you just said. You know, what can you do to catch my interest on the front end? And then how do you execute when you're in front of me? Is that accurate? I love it, absolutely. And if for those on the call that may be listening, I wear a size 11 if you ever have to take size advice. So I love it. I love it. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. And uh, the other thing I, I hear, uh, Pete, when I talk to individuals about approaching top-level people, they say, uh, well, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm afraid of rejection. And I'm... I met you, Pete, firsthand, and I, I got to tell you, you or any other executive I've met, I have yet seen one that looked like Freddy Krueger, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or Michael Myers from, uh, was that Halloween, or Jason yeah. with the hockey mask. Yeah. Have you found that people, like, are really fearful of, of talking to a top executive? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's in some cases, and you hate to say this, Todd, but I think it's not just a top executive. It's it's your customer, you know, and and you know, some folks have this whatever phobia, you know, about uh, rejection or or uh, or uh, someone not responding. And you know, the old adage, you know, it, you know, if you're in a you're in a fight, you know, the fight really doesn't start until you get hit, you know. And so and sometimes <laughs> you got to stick your chin out there and you know and take a, a lump or two before you can be successful and. Yeah, that's what I like, and like I said, around you know, professional persistence is a is a key trait I think to to any sales professional, and uh, and clearly something like I said that would differentiate you in the marketplace. And so, you know, like you said, you can't uh, you can't have fear, you know, if you really want to be successful, particularly as a as a uh, as a sales professional. And I and I I'll never forget, I I, I, I uh, you didn't know this, and I'll share it with the audience, but you uh, you you happen to. To work with one of my teams uh, in one of my uh, one of my uh, sales organizations, and and uh, and I was uh, doing some roundtable meetings with them shortly after uh, you had uh, met with them, and uh, and they remembered a quote from one of your sessions, and I and I know I'm going to butcher it, Ty, but basically you said, you know. Uh, uh, timid sales professionals have skinny kids, and That's and, I, right. and, I, and, I, and I think we all know what that means. Is if you're timid as a sales professional, ultimately you're not going to make money, and if you don't make money, your family's not going to eat, and and uh, they're going to walk around a little little malnourished. So I thought that was uh, was very very uh, clever and appropriate and funny, and that, and that one stuck with me. And I didn't hear you de- de- deliver directly, but like I said, it kind of stuck with me after a roundtable session I had with one of my teams about a year ago. Well, you nailed it. You nailed it, Pete. And uh, we're going to continue to talk about this when we come back from our break. Hey, it's time for another break. And this is Ty Maynard. And you're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard on the Voice America Business Channel. And my guest today is Pete Peterson with Tech Data Corporation. Stay tuned. (music) 
comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and my guest today is Pete Peterson, Senior Vice President of North American Sales for Tech Data. And Pete, we were talking earlier about what does it take uh, for a top executive, someone in your position, uh, extremely successful, extremely busy, to actually be willing to give an, uh, a sales professional, a business owner, the time to determine if they can be of assistance to you. And we, we were just talking about some of the things that they can do to get your attention. And one of the things you said was they need to be persistent, not pesky. But the term I use, I call it courteous determination. <laughs> and yeah, you know like what? It. Yeah, and what I found is courteous determination rarely alienates anybody. Mm. And, you know, I was I was talking to... Uh, several executives because I'm I'm on the plane like you and because I fly so much I normally get upgraded to first class so I'm normally sitting next to an executive so in the air it's like my laboratory okay <laughs> I'm I'm uh I'm talking about my philosophies and how I you know teach people and I have a, and I bounce it off of that executive and one of the things they they've identified is in reality they kind of uh, appreciate the right type of persistence because that's how you got to where you are by being persistent, by being focused, by being disciplined. And a lot of salespeople believe that, man, if I call two times or three times, I'm really upsetting them. So I don't want to upset anyone. So they just rather give up too easily. Have you noticed that? Oh, absolutely. No, absolutely. I, I, I think that's, that's unfortunate, but, uh, but very true, you know, and I think it's something you said earlier, you know, you use the term coach, but, you know, someone's having a sponsor and, 
And relationships are so important. I mean, that's why you're sales professionals. It's not about what that person can do for you today, but ultimately how you can help them and they can help you in the future. And I've had a lot of opportunities that have presented themselves for me, you know, in my career, you know, based on a relationship with someone else, you know. And, you know, hey, Pete, I've heard so much about you from so-and-so. You know, hey, Pete, so-and-so dropped me a line and, and told me that, you know, you're a great person and certainly someone that, that I should, uh, you know, figure out how to partner with. And so I think it's, you know, networking is, is kind of an overused term, Ty, but, but certainly something that's extremely important, uh, in, in our profession and, and, uh, and, and, and certainly a, a common trait, if you will, for, for those that, that are, that are successful. And and you just mentioned something that's really, really important from several different standpoints. Uh, someone endorsing you. Uh, and, and that referral is powerful. And one of the things I've identified in, in my profession and one of the things I teach is when you are successful in getting to a higher level executive, a top, what I call a TLC, a top level contact, mm-hmm. and then they push you down through the company. You're taken more serious exactly. than, than if you try to get to the person that they're referring you to on on your own. Mm-hmm. Also, I found that CEOs, presidents, and and executive VPs like yourself, you have a tendency to know other CEOs, other presidents, and mm-hmm. other executives like yourself. So, mm-hmm. if you are comfortable with an individual. Your natural tendency, if that person asks you for the referral, is to give them to your sphere of influence. Would, mm. would you say that's an accurate statement? Absolutely, absolutely. No, I, I think you're right. I mean, that's kind of the you know comment you know I made earlier. You know, you know around uh, you know that that seven degrees of separation or six degrees of separation or whatever you want to call it. But it's it's kind of you know it's who you know and who they know and and it's multiplied. So you know, like I said, I think that's the thing that uh, is uh, is important and. And and uh, you have to figure out how to leverage it. You know, I, I call it influential, you know, relationships. I mean, we all have them, Ty, but some are a lot more influential than others, and that's the piece that we have to make sure that we continue to nurture and develop and, and grow as as, uh, as sales professionals. You know, and and now that you mention it, when I was in Latin America working with one of your divisions, I was coming out from one of my breaks. And there was an executive from Microsoft that was there, mm-hmm. I believe, one, one of your, you know, your partners. Mm-hmm. And, and he said to me, I mean, it's just being in the right place. He said, man, I've heard some great things about you and people coming out of the class. This, they're really excited. He said, but come on, there are hundreds of sales training programs out there. <laughs> he mm-hmm. said, what makes yours so special? I looked him in the face. I said, well, with the other ones, you don't get me. <laughs> you know, and he looked at me and I said I said because you know other people may be teaching material but it's just off of the slide so I said true. but I'm passionate about what I'm teaching and I really want people to be ex- successful and I'm also able to motivate them and as a result that had an impact on him and we were successful in, in partnering with him as well so it's, it's, it's being in the right place, but it's also if you can get that endorsement from someone else. Uh, you are a safe bet for that individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and really and truly, they, if they don't do business with you, you are at the top of the list mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When, they're con- when they're making the considerations. So, 
Now, and the other thing, uh, Pete, that I've heard from uh, sales professionals regarding executives is uh, basically, uh, I don't know what to say to one when I get in front of one. Hmm. What, what, what are your thoughts about that? What, what should a salesperson, if they're trying to get to you, should they show up with their brochures and all of their pamphlets uh, in the first meeting? <laughs> no, I mean, I think you always you have to be prepared, you know, and, 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 and that preparation literally runs the gamut. So, I mean, you have to be prepared if, if you are asked to, to, you know, to kind of, you know, you know throw your elevator pitch at them or, or, uh, or give them some details around something that you think you can help them with. But, you know, ultimately that, that initial you know, communication and engagement is all around building the relationship. You know, I think you've got to build trust and confidence in 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 them and and in uh, and, and your abilities and to support them and and uh, and then you know, all too often, you know, it's you know, unless you're selling something that's very commoditized, you're not going to get a you know, you're going to get an answer. You know, you know, at least in, in that initial setting, anyway. You know, to move forward, it's all around you know moving to the next level and moving to the next step. And so, you know, you've got to, got to like I said, you've got to spend a lot more time on the on the front end of it of establishing a relationship and rapport. I'll give you a classic example. I was uh, I tell you, I was up in New York this week visiting customers, and one of the customers I uh, I had happened to go in going to visit with with one of my uh, field reps. You know, someone I established a relationship with probably 13 years ago, Ty, and and it was a challenging event. You know, that compelling event that we always look for as professionals, sales professionals, that uh, kind of uh, you know put us to our two organizations together. She was having some challenges with with some of the uh, the folks at my uh, company at the time, and in in some various aspects of of, of really not uh, supporting them in a in a manner that they needed, and and I just happened to be brought in to. You know, kind of help get things on the right track, and and literally have a customer for life. I mean, if you were to you know see this woman and and, and her team and and how she responded when I walked in the door, you would think I was a relative of hers. You know, and so <laughs> you know, over the years, I've helped them on a lot of fronts, but it was that initial first meeting, you know, around me trying to develop a relationship with her and her team, and letting them know what I can do to help them, and 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 it went back to those things I talked about, and I've talked about so far on this call tonight. Is you know, I followed up. You know, I executed you know I, I make sure you know at least uh, you know I've got thousands of customers but I make sure at least you know once or twice a year I'm dropping her a note you know letting her know you know, I'm thinking about her and her business and is it you know and how is my team doing you know I I, I sent out you know because I've traveled so much and you know but I, I sent out tons of love notes you know to my key customers around hey just checking in and want to know you know how my team's doing and how my company's supporting you you know and and uh, it's all around, like I said, around getting that feedback. But uh, you know, developing those relationships are important to to, uh, to our success as sales professionals, and, and we have to make sure that we're doing everything we can to nurture them. And that's that's an awesome point because even as a busy executive, you're making sure you touch the oh, customers. Absolutely, I, I'm a firm believer. You know, I, I, tell, I tell folks this all the time. I'm a coach. You know, I'm a coach by heart, and and you know, I just happen, you know, to be a coach in a, a team of, of, of professionals right now. I've always aspirationally wanted to be a coach from a young, young ages. You know, as an athlete, you know, I was more interested in the guy who had the whistle in his mouth or the clipboard in his hand, and I probably was of the uh, the folks on the field. And I did have some success on some of the courts and fields that I played on. But but at the end of the day, I'm a coach. You know, and 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 I'm, I'm a firm believer. I don't ask myself. My uh, my team to do anything that I won't do or I haven't done. 
You know, so, you know, I have this, uh, you know, what I call 48-hour rule. You know, anytime I visit a customer, if I don't follow up within 48 hours of that engagement with them, then they've moved on. You know, it's, it's like, you know, they've moved on to something else. The issues that you talked about, you know, while you were there have become stale, you know, like bread or like fish if you don't do something with it within a certain period of time. And so, you know, I, uh, I, I, I usually follow up, like I say, through email, document what I said, what we committed to do, what the action items are, and ultimately assign them to the appropriate folks on my team. And I copy the person who had traveled with me on that day so they understand, you know, what my expectations are and certainly, you know, what uh, the customer's expectations are as well. So, you know, I, uh, I've religiously done that, uh, and, uh, and like I said, I, my expectation is my team does that as well. Wow, that's excellent. That's excellent. And we're going to break on that, but when we come back, we're going to continue this, and then I want to also want you to share also with some of the the books that you've read over the period. I, one of the things I like to do uh, every show is share with our audience some of the books that has helped my guests uh, in their their mind share and their way of thinking and help them be successful. So it's time for us to take a short break, and this is Ty Maynard. And you're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I'm your host, and we're listening to. Uh, Pete Peterson with Tech Data Corporation. So when we come back, you'll continue to hear him talk about how to be successful in sales and in business. Stay tuned. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Everybody needs expert advice when they look to develop their personal brand. Join Rochelle McCrary for The Leader and the Muse. Rochelle and her guests will bring you practical tips and tools to help you build your brand in ways that propel you into greater personal and business success. For strategies, stories, and much more, tune in to the Voice America Business Channel every Friday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Leader and the Muse. And get ready to take your brand to the next level. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Time Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and my guest tonight is, today is Pete Peterson, and we've been talking about what it takes to be successful 
uh, in sales and in growing your business. And Pete is giving us his perspective from an executive standpoint. And Pete, before we left, we were talking about basically some of the things you do, although you're an executive, you still reach out to your customers. You still send them notes. You try to connect with them on a regular base, basis. And basically, you're leading by example, so it makes it easier for you to expect this from your sales professionals as well. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's uh, that's important, Ty, and, and certainly something I, I try to, you know, like I say, live by and and uh, bestow with my, uh, not only my team, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, reports directly to me, but but also the uh, you know the sales uh, sales reps and sales managers and field reps that report out to me and to the executives that report into me. Excellent, excellent. And you know, I was looking. Uh, we were talking earlier about what it takes to be successful. And one of the things I I, I tell uh, my students is they have to become a student mm-hmm. of their profession. And because in the profession of sales. It's not a static position, <laughs> you know. Either you're moving forward or you're going backwards. You don't, you can't mark time in in this profession. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. No, absolutely. I, mean, I think it's a continuous, you know, process. You know, for building your skill set and and honing and and refining and and you know, it's, I read something years ago and I can't remember exactly. It was I think it was a documentary or whatever. It was talking about kind of reinventing yourself. You know, ever so often just to, you know, make sure you remain current, you know, and I think we all have to do that and make sure that we stay current with, you know, not only the technology out there and the approaches that are out there, but, but certainly in terms of our skill sets. And, and we certainly have to do that as, as, uh, as sales professionals as well. Well, we, we have a few moments left, but what I would like to hear from you is what are some of the books uh, you've read regarding either leadership or sales? What are some of the books you know maybe your, your sales professionals are reading or some of your, your direct reports as far as managers or directors are reading? What can you yeah. share with the audience? Yeah, no, I, I, great question. And, you know, certainly, Todd kind of referenced this earlier before the, the last break is, you know, at heart, I'm a coach, you know, and, and I'm, a, you know, I certainly feel that, you know, leadership in, is, is one of my strong, stronger attributes. And, and so I, uh, a lot of the books and, and articles that I read and share with my team are typically around, you know, some leadership, you know, element or, or some leadership trait or, or a story. I mean, one of the ones I, you know, recently read, which I think is a great book, and there's some elements of, of leadership in it is Outliers, you know, by Malcolm Gladwell. I had the, uh, the, the privilege of reading that book, I guess, probably in the last 12 to 18 months, and, and, uh, and it was very impactful, you know, and just, you know, it's kind of talking about, you know, you know, how certain things happen based on, you know, kind of where you are, what period you're in, and certainly your environment, but also a lot around you can control your destiny, you know, as well. So it's a, it's a great read, and, you know, it's a great author. You know, another one that, uh, you know, I've recently read, in, I guess, in the last probably 12 months or so is, you know, the book called Multipliers, you know, how the, how the best leaders make everyone else smarter. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, that's ultimately what we're, you know, kind of, you know, you know, if you will, 
you know, um, um, you know, graded as as leaders is is how do you elevate, motivate, and get those uh, those other folks in your organization to step up and and be successful. So, you know, it's a great read. You know, it talks about you know really how to do more with less. And in today's environment, you know, where it's becoming increasingly more competitive, you know, by the minute, you know, we're, we're all asked to grow our, our business, grow our relationships, and and certainly you know grow grow our our, our top line numbers. And in many cases with uh, the same resources or less resources. So you've got to figure out not how to work harder, but how to work smarter. And so you know, there's some great, uh, great uh, tips uh, in that book. And, and, uh, and that's one I certainly, you know, would uh, encourage, uh, you know, you to read and, and members of the audience to read. You know, we're fortunate at my company, you know, once a quarter, you know, at, we call our USEC or U.S. Executive Committee, which is basically all of the SVPs in, in the, uh, the U.S. business, and you know that report, reports into our president. You know, we read a book a quarter. You know, and mm-hmm. and uh, and not only do we read it, but we read it, and then we we come. You know, we have an all-day meeting, and we spend the first two or three hours of that meeting talking about that book. You know, and what uh, what uh, that we take away from that book, and then also how we're going to go, how we're going to implement. You know what we took from that book uh, into our teams. You know, so um, those are you know, like I said, Ty, just off the top of my head, just a couple that I uh, recently read that that had an impact on me. And and then the last one I would say, and you know, it's kind of you know related to the uh, you know some of the things I mentioned on the front end of the conversation. You know, is around uh, net promoter score. So the the book, you know, the ultimate question 2.0. You know, we've been using net promoter score in our company for for like I said, a better part of five years. But it was kind of an uh, an updated version of that original book, and and just talked in and chronicled you know companies that abuse that that system to get feedback from their customers and how it's given them a competitive advantage in uh, in their various markets uh, you know around the world. So you know, just off the top of my head, those are three that. Uh, that I've recently read that have had an impact on me and certainly an uh, impact on my team as well. Wow. Well, this was an excellent, excellent show. And I think you uh, have given a lot of the individuals who have been listening insight that, you know, executives are approachable. You aren't the boogeyman. As a matter of fact, executives really probably have to have better people skills than most because you have to inspire and educate and motivate people be around you to excel. So, Pete, thank you very much for participating, uh, and hopefully I'll get a chance to have you on the show again to share some of your insight. And it was, a, it was fun. I, I appreciate it. It was insightful. And I just want to thank everyone for listening. You've been listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I am your host, Ty Maynard, and my guest today is Pete Peterson. Stay tuned and listen in next Thursday. 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And in the meantime, forget patience. Let's sell something. Thanks again for tuning in to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. Ty Maynard will be back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to you joining us then. In the meantime, forget patience, let's sell something. 